down to the triumphant Clipper postseason playoff horn. I'm your host, the legendary Chris Finals MVP. Kawhiled with me as always. Tick him off 13 times. He's PG-13, and that P stands for Burbank Hank, everybody. Tooting his own win. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Spoiler. That's right. I'm drinking a cocktail because I'm celebrating. It's a celebration, Clipper Nation. We won in the postseason. We are now 3-0 since that OT game. That was a wake-up call, and we have not just won three in a row. We have dominated three in a row. Two different teams. Oh, boy. Man, it's true. Man, it's very true. We, it was very nice to finish out that that uh, series with style, to come on strong. You know, there's been a lot of these series that have been big battles, toe-to-toe slugfests, going to seven games. And we knew we were matching up against a team here in the Nuggets that had just gone seven games versus the Utah Jazz, um, featuring Jamal Murray, who, by the way, in case you didn't realize, this was averaging 31 points a game in round one. But bad news for oh, Jamal. Wow. How many did he get tonight? How many did he get tonight? 30? Not that. 20? Not that. <laughs> Not, Not that. that. Sorry. So when I was driving to the Vivid Seat studio, I saw somebody pulled over and they said, hey, mister, can you stop? And I was like, what's the problem? He goes, we ran out of gas. And I said, what's your name, kid? And he said, we're the Denver Nuggets. Ah, they she- ran out of gas. Oh, boy. Jamal Murray went 5 of 15 from the field for 12 points. But I'll tell you something else to go along with his 31 points per game he's been averaging. The Clippers are leading the league in this postseason, shooting 50% for the field. 50% for the field Jeez, for the postseason. I mean, yikes. And, pro- and better Making tonight. Half their shots in the bubble for the postseason. Best team in the bubble postseason. Clips. That's just for the stat heads out there that love the statistics. I just like the drama, the TNT drama of Clipper home blowout playoff W. Yes, we were the home team in Kissimmee, Florida. I'm sure I'm pronouncing those correctly. No, it's and Kissimmee, Florida, it you turd bird. Come on. Well, you know, you lived in Florida. I did. I was raised there. You know, there were, listen, there were some questions coming into this game. Let's set the stage a little bit as I'm Like, how to much do. would we win by? A yeah, lot. I know. That was the listen, answer. I will be honest here. I was never nervous about the outcome of this game, but there were some questions. Oh, you were never purvis. You there, were never like purvis. I never was nervous purvis. And I'm at your service. But listen, there were some questions about this game coming into it. The questions were more about our progress as a team than how we would play against this team. Um, we all know that we're 12-1 and one on the season uh, when we're healthy. Uh, we all know that um, Paul George got right when he came back. But the truth is, he then has not been shooting lights out the entire time since he came back from, his, you know, from mentioning his mental health. Um, mm-hmm. th- there was the other question was, like I said, Jamal Murray, although obviously he didn't get 31 points. I think he got 12, 13, uh, 12 points. I'm looking at the stat line now, but we know the other question was our, our guy, Pat Beverly, who we love. Um, oh he, God, he was back and he, he was back was and the back. really, the, and now he look, didn't need to play a lot of minutes. Nobody needed to play a lot of minutes, which no. is the beautiful thing. We were so well rested and yeah. we continue to be well rested because our guys played 20 something minutes each or something crazy. We whooped their butts. I- I'll tell you something. They used to call Kawhi Leonard cyborg because he's part robot. He feels nothing. No emotions is emotions, but they're going to have to call him Batman because tonight Batman killed the Joker. 
Yeah, and listen, <laughs> we're, our guys. Listen, our guys did play some minutes, like, but but you got to keep in mind, compared to forty some odd minutes or in the high thirties, for Paul George to play thirty three minutes and Kawhi Leonard to play thirty two minutes, that's not a ton of minutes for them. That's regular season minutes for our guys. And Pat Beverly played twelve. He probably came in for like one minute in the second half. If we can stay ahead of these guys, get them in five games or maybe even four. Let's not get ahead of ourselves just because we blew them out in the first Sweet. game. But if Sweet. we can get them in a short amount of games, Pat Beverly can yeah. be eased into his minutes, and then right. he can sit for another five, six days while the other teams hammer it out. Great. Although it'd be pretty surprising to me if the Lakers didn't take the Rockets in short order. I, I, I don't think that's going to be a long series. Oh, it sure wow, would be wow. great oh, if it disrespectful. was. Disrespectful. Disrespectful to Austin Rivers, the coach's kid. Austin Rivers, excuse me, Coach Doc Rivers put on a coaching show today. He just outcoached, what's his name, Malone? He just outplayed him in the game of chess while Malone was playing checkers versus a chicken. Doc Rivers... All his rotations just working brilliantly. The bench looked great. Montrez Harrell looked great. How many guys in double digits? At least six. You know my patented six guys in double digits gets you the W, Hank. Are you looking at the box score? I'm looking, at, I'm looking at it right now, and we had one, two, three, four, five guys in double digits. Pat Beverly had eight, had eight points in 12 minutes. That's not a terrible line. It's not a terrible line. But, okay. Kawhi, but Kawhi Leonard with 21 points, that is nice. Ugh, that is beautiful. nice. Now let's get back. It's actually listen, low for Kawhi. But let's not jump to the game end <laughs> stats. Let's not jump to the game end stats. The first quarter was was pretty, was even, dead even, 31 points to 31 points. Uh, yeah, but they, that's when they ran out of gas, Hank. The, absolutely. The ran out of well, gas. Even, sure, even they played one competitive quarter. Well, and, the, and plus change. I mean, it was still, it was tied 36-36, but at that point... This is what's pretty fun. Uh, the, listen, on the half, the Nuggets ended up shooting 43%, and the Clippers shot 63% pretty much both quarters. But listen to this stat. In the second quarter, the Nuggets shot 25%. <laughs> At the half, the Clippers had 69 dudes, and in the fourth quarter, the Nuggets still didn't have 69 dudes. We just destroyed them sorry nuggets you can't go in your phone booth and go back in time and get that one back but as bill and ted say what number are you thinking of at the half 69 dudes clips look so damn good tonight holy cow farbod tweeted out something like oh finally the clippers look like the clippers and i'm like bro for the third game in a row since that ot we have knocked teams out that's three blowout wins in a row versus two different teams in the bubble playoffs the clippers are now in the elite eight and look like the best team in all of basketball when it counts the most here we come clipper nation steamrolling through that game one i can't wait for saturday and game two but you're painting a picture of game one so talk to me about the third quarter hank actually do me a favor why don't you talk to me after this I want to talk just a little bit about the second quarter. I want to talk about the Den uh, the Denver defense. They just couldn't keep up. And we really got to see Kawhi Leonard in all of his glory when he has people to kick it to 
who can make shots. Kawhi Leonard, obviously, as always, was amazing in the mid-range shooting, but he would come driving. There was a lot of great extra passing and extra passes, ball movement going on for the Clippers. And most excitingly for me is taking a look at our guy, our mid-season acquisition who has turned out to be so much more than we ever thought he would be, Marcus Morris Senior. He is a guy who I thought, I really thought when we got him, he was a thug. Oh, yeah. I really thought that he was a Rodman type guy, an enforcer. And he is that, but he's that guy who also, when Kawhi kicks it it to him, can take a step back and drain a three. Once again, Marcus Morris went four for five from the three point line. And his ability, and and listen, he's only going to play better and be more steady now that his family's in the bubble. There was some really beautiful footage of him kissing his baby boy with his pregnant wife. Oh, my God, they kept playing it on a loop. We get it. I saw him kiss that baby four or five times. What's going on? I know it was a blowout, but enough baby kissing. Please, TNT. I thought you knew drama, not child family kissing. It's too much. It's a family sport. But listen, (laughs) at the half. This is we a family had, show. I know that. We had them on the ropes in multiple categories at the half. I already told you about the field goal percentage, but the Nuggets went 33% from three. We went 46% from three. Points in the paint, 32 for the Clippers, 16 for the Nuggets. Rebounds, 24 oh, for the enough. Clippers, 17 for the rebounds. And listen, oh, you can say they're tired. Enough. You can say they're tired. Ran but out we, of have, gas. we have watched enough. NBA basketball to know that it's just as often that a team comes off of a big rest and is rusty. And if the Denver Nuggets don't want to be tired, finish out your series. So I really don't care that they're tired. I don't care. And it's two days where they don't have to fly. It's this is something Shaq said during the during the TNT coverage at the half. He said, hey, in a normal NBA series, you got to get on a plane, fly cross country, fly in a hotel. They're just walking across the street back into their hotel and going to bed. So, well, I don't know, man. Look, they had to win three in a row every other day, and then all of a sudden they have to face the best team in basketball, and they got absolutely destroyed. Building off of a point you said earlier, you thought of Mook, Marcus Morris, education reform senior as a thug and an enforcer, and he absolutely is. But usually when you think of these enforcers, you think, oh, those are defense guys. Enforcers are defense. They're not going to give you that splash, splash, splash offense. But Marcus Morris can't miss he is a thug enforcer he will stomp on your throat and knock you down he don't care don't you just hate him no we don't you just love him because he's our thug and he can splash down that offense when you need he has been one of the clippers best shooters in the in the playoff bubble hank he's certainly i think he's the second best shooter but certainly top three Kawhi has been phenomenal Mook has been phenomenal, and these two guys are doing it. Yes, PG has been hot and cold, but we haven't needed him hot, hot, hot caliente because of Mook Morris and Kawhi Leonard. And to have Pat Beverly back, to have another defender, to have another junkyard dog out there, phenomenal. And J. Mike was beautiful tonight. J. Mike was fantastic, just giving you everything you need. And I have nothing... Anything bad to say about gosh darn it, Landry Shamit, who put on a wonderful performance tonight, doing everything, doing a little bit of everything. Everybody contributed. Everybody played phenomenally. And the Clippers are the victors. And to the spoil go the riches or something like that. But the Clippers look great, Hank. I'm telling you, Nuggets fans are shaking in their boots right now. Yeah, and Morris really – listen, Morris – made the big three for us tonight him Kawhi Leonard and Paul George combined for 58 points in the first half 
Um, oh my God, that is nasty. Uh, Woo! Uh, that that gosh, could that Woo! can that actually can that even be right? Yeah, that can be right. I know I wrote that down. At oh. one, I, let me say this. Oh at, my God! At one, but but at that point, I think that's right. And at that point, the top four Nugget scorers combined for only fifty-two. It took one more guy to be make six points less than those three guys combined. I mean, Marcus Morris oh. is like I said, he is a lights-out shooter in a way I never ever anticipated i i think of the like well you weren't uh, studying when i think you're a clipper fan yeah and when i think when i think when i think like when the word thug comes to my mind i think about like ivan drago like the russian from rocky i think of just like a brick wall who just likes to hit and punch matt barnes dennis rodman and like and like yeah but matt barnes could shoot like crazy too you know but like man this not not like this no it's it's something special man it's really something special and Look, the, what will remain to be seen will be, is this what the Nuggets are against our defense? They certainly couldn't handle us one-on-one. They could not handle us one-on-one defending. They could, they, and, and so it's going to be curious to see. I'm curious to see, um, is this just fatigue? Or is this what the matchup looks like? And, we're, you know, we're going to find out on Saturday. So. Yeah, we're going to find out on Saturday. Look, last season the Nuggets were the two seed and they lost in the second round. This season they're the three seed and they're going to lose in the second round. I do like some what looks to be like NBA upsets happening elsewhere. NBA upsets. The one and two seeds are down out in the East. The number one seed in the West hasn't even played yet. But meanwhile, in the East, three games in the books in those series. How phenomenal is bubble basketball, Hank? I'm loving it, man. I am loving it. It's like McDonald's out there. I love it, too. And I was on a Zoom call with a buddy on Friday night. and uh, Actually, it was Wednesday night of this week. Uh, and he said, um, um, can you I mean, can you believe they're even having sports? Is anybody even watching that? It's so dumb. And every, it was like a Zoom call of eight guys. Every guy started screaming, are you crazy? <laughs> that you're like, yeah, if the ba- basc- bubble basketball is incredible. Every guy. Like, you tell me when there have been a time where eight two guys thriller are, game seven. are- Two thriller game sevens. You tell Take me the time. The tr- you tell Today me the, the Toronto Raptors hit that buzzer beater oh, to not yeah. go down 3-0. Oh, my gosh. With one second left, a cross-court pass across the half of the court. My good, That was amazing. The amazing. bubble basketball has been amazing. People are I loving it. I cannot believe what's happening. Yes. And, and you the tell me, the West has only had one game. <laughs> you crazy. tell me when eight sports fans have been hanging around together drinking beers and they all agree on anything. The only thing eight sports Never. fans can agree Seven on is out of eight let's of drink guys. another Seven beer. <laughs> right. Seven out of eight of those guys are like, you're an idiot, dude. How are you not watching this? My gosh, it is phenomenal. And so many buzzer beaters, so many close games. Oh, oops. Unless you're a Clipper fan, you got to just watch three blowout W's in a row. Absolute blowouts. Not even close. I say get your duster out, not your broom. I say get your duster out and dust off that broom because you're going to need them. We are sweeping these nuggets, Hank. 11 yeah, oh, to go. You think so? 11 to go for Larry O'Brien. I do. I really well, I do. Hope you're right. Nuggets might squeak out one win, I, but I just don't see it. They don't have it in the tank. How are they going to just – they have one day off. They've played and played and played and played. I guess, like, Joker had most of the game off since he sat for the majority of the second half, I guess. But come on, Hank. We have also kind of owned them. We're 3-1 and one on them. In the season, two and zero versus them in the bubble. 
I just like us. And we have not looked sloppy, knock on wood, in a long, long time. Well, these guys are not going to get a rest, the Nuggets. They're not about to go home and get three games at home after we beat him in game two. There's not any of that sort of like, then you'll catch right. a breather. And wasn't the right. score, wasn't the score of the Nuggets, the Nuggets Jazz game seven, like 78 to 80? Like, <laughs> I mean, they were all very low scoring. Those I think it was. Oh, no, I think right. that's the actual score 78 to 80. So um, they may just be outmatched. We may just have their numbers. I mean, look, the, the, I will say this in their defense. The Nuggets are one of the very best teams in the league when they are playing teams that are not as good as we are. <laughs> yeah, dude. And also they they literally use that home cooking in the Mile High City where you're literally like out of wax because of the high altitude if you're the visiting team. And they've been one of the best home basketball teams of the past decade with their crazy good home record because of that crazy high altitude. Well, guess what? You're down at sea level in the swamps of Florida where alligators and crocodiles coexist. Meanwhile, that's the only place on planet Earth where alligators and crocodiles coexist naturally. It makes no sense. And here the bubble is thriving with all those crocodilias and alligators. The Clippers are phenomenal, and they're playing phenomenal basketball at the correct moment to get ready for our first ever conference series, conference final series. It's right out there. It's three wins away. We're three wins away from doing something we haven't done in our 50-year franchise existence, and I'm not getting ahead of myself. After that performance tonight, I really don't think I'm getting ahead of myself. Well, I know you don't. You're you're ever confident. I certainly think that we have the advantage of this series. I also think um, there. What's very fun about us is that we match up great with everybody because we had to work through 33 different lineups this season because of injuries. Mm -hmm. 33 mm -hmm. different lineups, which means mm. we can work with a lot of flexibility. So the, everyone's talking about, okay, now the Rockets versus the Lakers, but the Rockets are in trouble because they don't have any bigs and Anthony Davis and all this other stuff. And we, I just feel like we, first of all, are very deep. And second of mm -hmm. all, maybe the only position that I didn't feel a lot of confidence in our depth and in our flexibility was the point guard, except, oops, we had to figure out our point guard situation because Pat Bev went down. And now we get to work right. him in oops. slowly into the lineup, knowing right. we're never going to we're never going to have to put him on dangerous minutes loads because we no. actually know he got if to we sit out the entire first series he played one game and sat out the entire first series and got right and how right did he look tonight man but he looked he good and, looked and i right i think we could sit him out two this early one too. threes two early threes from pat bab you know he was feeling it i know and Ooh, isn't I'm that your worry right isn't that your worry when a player is out for a bunch of games and comes back is that his shooting is going to be the issue? That's the stat you worry about. Will he lose his stroke? Will he have rust flakes? And, well, he didn't, did he? When you're watching the game, Hank, when the first quarter is all knotted up at, like, whatever it was, 31-31 at, at, at the end of one, are you saying, well, wait a second, aren't the Nuggets supposed to run out of gas? Were you waiting for the inevitable floor to fall out from underneath them? Or were you like, hey, this may actually be a close game? I honestly was like, these guys are bound to run out of gas at some point. I thought it was going to happen in the second half. It happened in the second quarter. What did you think about that, Hank? Uh, well, I, I definitely was feeling the same way. These guys will run out of gas. I thought it would be like in the fourth quarter. I thought that we would – I, th I honestly thought that it was very possible that we that we would have 
fluctuating between a half dozen and an eight point lead for the entire game and they would keep mm. making bursts and then in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter it would fall apart and we'd win by like 15. I mean that's sort of like what I had in my mind but in the sure. third but in the third quarter a score of 62 to 78 suddenly became a score of 62 to 87 and a 25 Dude, it point was lead 69 to 96 which you know blew my mind when i, I saw that I perfect texted you immediately <laughs> i texted you immediately i mean Holy and cow. and and truthfully man the nuggets just couldn't buy a bucket there was something i want to say a 17-3 run for the clippers near the end of the third yeah and they missed that point, eight in a row at one point yeah. oh, what a bunch of bums bums yeah. bums bums yeah that was it that was a story right there. Seven that seventeen three run to end the third where they just couldn't buy a bucket was it. But I mean we were playing hot and and also, ooh, didn't didn't Montrose Harrell look nice? Didn't Montrose Harrell have some like confidence Absolutely. and explosive energy? He came up with fifteen kept points. Getting to the line. Just kept getting to the line. And I thought, oh, here comes three the hard way. But he never got deterred. He missed his he didn't miss him. He went to the line and tried to get three in a row and ones. He missed the field goal, but then went to the free throw line for three in a row and just kept hustling and grinding. You know, at Ryan five of six. Cordero. Five, five of six. Five of six. That's that's great. And then double digits, which we needed him to be. What's his face on Twitter at Ryan underscore Cordero? Ryan Cordero. He predicted, and he says, I'm usually pretty pretty conservative with my Clippers predictions, and I may regret this, and he may if you listen, and I hope you do. But I'm feeling good about this series. Game one, he says Clips W 119 to 112. You were way off, my man. The good news is the Clippers got that 119 or more, but, man, we held a playoff team, another one, to under 100. Two games in a row where we've held our bubble opponent to under 100. Two different teams here in these playoffs. That just bodes well for these Clippers. They're playing defense in a bubble explosion where we've seen the Clippers get over 150 in a game and a lot of teams getting big, big numbers. We've held teams to under 100. Our defense is leading to our explosive offense. And Doc Rivers, hats off to you, Lawrence Frank, Jerry West, everybody in the front office. And congratulations to head coach of your Philadelphia 76ers, Clipper assistant coach Ty Lu getting the head coach position. I'm sure you heard about that, Hank. No, I didn't hear about that until this moment. Oh, awesome, Ty Lu. When I saw the way it went with Steve Nash getting the Brooklyn Nets job, which is a head scratcher, my first thought was, what about Ty Lu? Oh, good for him, man. That's awesome. Absolutely. Ty Lu going to Philadelphia, which is one of the worst parts of South Jersey. And <laughs> I couldn't be more proud of head coach Ty Lu with a, with a ring as a head coach, P.S. Man, here we go, man. Doc Rivers might actually get that second coaching Larry OB ring. He is looking good. He's got to feel good. And I don't know if you saw this, Hank, but he went and watched that game seven that his son went ahead and won Houston OKC. I thought that was pretty cool that Doc Rivers was there watching Austin flexing and getting the W. Yeah, no, uh, Joe Kim Noah was there as well. And a lot of people say that Doc says that uh, Joe Kim Noah is more of a son to him than Austin will ever be. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. A lot of people are saying that. Uh, I wonder if Doc goes to game one tomorrow, or I guess, I don't know. We'll see. I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to watch the stupid L word versus Austin Rivers Rockets. And, of course, Eric Griffin. It was great to see Eric Gordon, excuse me, Eric Gordon going against Chris Paul. Because remember when Eric Gordon got traded for Chris Paul in New Orleans, how flabbergasted and mad. upset he was? He that was the mad. Clippers would trade him. 
He was mad. I mean, you know, we we all know we don't all know. It's very fun for me, actually. Let me let me take a little quick diversion here. It's fun to go onto Facebook and Clippers Twitter and all of that and watch everyone who says I've been around for a long time. And then they show their like DeAndre Jordan jersey. And they look like, look how long I've been here. Uh, (laughs) Their DeAndre Jordan jersey. We go back far enough. That we yeah. were getting autographed. Uh, certainly, everyone knows we were getting Ola Candy Keon and Dueling. Miles. Keon but we, Dueling. But we Tremaine were getting Fultz. excited about Al Thornton autographs and he was later. And so, and so, um, Eric Gordon was a player that we were very excited about. We were high on. He was literally sure. one of our best players when he was a Clipper. And so, first round draft pick for the. Clips. I remember when he got traded. We were bummed. But he not was really not for he CP. was he was gutted. He was gutted. Oh, he took gutted. it real hard. He took it real personally. And I am very happy for Eric Gordon's success on the Rockets. And it was great watching him like bulk up, get it, become an even stronger shooter. Um, and I hope he continues to have a great career. I, I got nothing but love for him. But yeah, I do remember how salty he was about getting traded for Chris Paul. And it's like, hey man, you you get this right. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, maybe Eric Gordon's like us texting each other during that game yesterday going, I don't miss Chris Paul as he blew it late in the first round oh my gosh, exit I thought, of his team I, in the playoffs. You said Chris. I thought you were going to say, I don't miss Chris and Hank. And that wouldn't be true. Everybody would miss us. We're the Clippers I, I do, and I do, fans of the I do year. miss Chris Wilcox. See oh, Weezy so was much. one of my favorite all-time Clippers. Oh, my gosh, uh, so We look great much. tonight. Let's talk about these current Clippers who are right now 11 wins away from the first ring in franchise history. Kawhi Leonard looked great tonight. Of course, Paul George looks good. He's clearly over whatever it was that was inflicting him in the first round. Reggie Jackson looked good tonight. The whole squad just manned up and took care of business in game one, get a day off tomorrow. What's nice is, Hank, game two for them is two games in a week, you know, two games in eight days or whatever it is. Yeah. Meanwhile, over there in the Nugget land, they have been playing every other day for the past two weeks. These guys are exhausted. There's no gas in the tank, and the Clippers are flying high with an electric-powered championship ship. That's what's happening in Clipperland. It's a championship ship off to get a chip. Woof, yeah, well, listen, man, I, I, I don't want to keep – I think all we're going to hear about, all Clippers fans are going to hear about for the next 48 hours is the fact that Denver was tired. I also just think we're better. Now, I, I do think – I think we would have beat them even if they weren't, weren't tired. I think we would have beat them even if they were rested. Um, however, I do think the thing to watch for the next game – is that I don't really believe that Denver is going to shoot 25% from three and 42% sure. from the field for the entire series. Right. Uh, Michael right. Porter Michael Porter Jr., who Doc Rivers at one point in an interview um, said, yeah, that was um, it was brutal that they passed on him, although I guess the argument back is that we wouldn't even have him if we drafted him. We would have traded him to get Paul George. He'd be playing, you know, we would have traded him to get him over to OKC sure. or whatever. But, but Michael Porter Jr., the rising star of the Denver Nuggets, the big deal, went one for eight in the first three quarters. He didn't get his first bucket until the end of the third. And don't let his garbage minutes fool you. He only got two points. At the end of the third, he had had a triple single. Two points. (laughs) Listen listen to this stat line at the end of third. Two points, two turnovers, two personal Uh fouls. So I don't think— Triple single. All deuces. I don't think he that lasts. Deuce. 
I think he'll shoot better. I don't think the Joker. Oh, I disagree. I think Jamal. I think Jamal Murray and Joker won't last their shooting woes. But I, I don't know. I think this kid is overrated, my friend. And he had a good spurt there in the bubble, but he never went against the Clippers. I, maybe he'll have one good game. But Michael Porter Jr. No sale. Well, I say I no think, sale. I think that. Jokic is outmatched in the paint. I think his 15 points. Is he going to get 15 Ivica points? Zubats defended him very brilliantly. Very well. Hats off to Ivica Zubats. Oh, my gosh. Ivica Zubats is, to me, he's like our shining star that nobody saw coming. And I think that sure. every time we get to see him match up against a big, it's going to get more and more exciting. And my, my concern at the end of the Mavs series was um, – a, a tiny bit of relief because I know a big argument about Montrez is his upcoming contract and what we're going to do. And there's been the part of me that's been like, oh, well, Zoo is really coming into his own. But, man, right. watching watching Montrez play tonight, why, he, I mean, he missed a three, but he put up a three. To watch him leap from just one step past the free throw line and fly, you know, fly straight to the bucket for a layup – the, the action, oh, yeah. the speed with which he was playing, the confidence, the fire, the flexing as he made a bucket and ran back the oh, other way. Too I, good. I think too that good. we're going to see a lot of guys. We saw a lot of guys get well versus the Mavs, and now we're going to see even more guys get well during the Nuggets. We got well versus a team that really gave us trouble, and now maybe we're going to get well against a team that won't give us so much trouble. But it, it should be interesting to see what <laughs> happens. Not. When they start shooting better, you know they could have built a they could have built me a brand new barbecue with all of the bricks that they were putting up today. The Nuggets, so we're gonna have oh, to sure. see if very they can do safe house for the three little pigs with all those bricks. They would have been so very safe from the big bad wolf with all those bricks. So, many so much safety with guaranteed so many bricks and guaranteed so much safety. Hats off to the Denver Nuggets for really crapping the bed in game one. We're really <laughs> proud of you. We, we hope you keep it going. We hope you keep laying turds in the bed for the rest of the series, and then you get the hell out of Epcot Center. I hope they put him in the cannon and fire him out of Kissimmee, Florida. Anyway, look, Hank, I like us. Obviously, if you're a fan of the show, you know I'm a big Clipper fan. I didn't get my 82-0 perfect season. It's not my fault. It's not their fault. They only played 72 games. 72 regular season games. Now seven more 79 games down in this crazy, nutty season. That's the longest season in NBA history. Here we are in September playing early playoffs in round two. 79 games down, 11 to go. How many will we need to win it all? 100, 80, 90? I don't know. We're going to find out. We're watching it in real time. This Clipper team is the most confident and the most swagadocious I've ever been in the postseason, a place that we have lived in the past 10 years a lot. We've been there the majority of this decade. This decade, we've been there a lot, but we keep losing in the first round. Guess what? We're in the second round, and I know we saw us lose in the second round in the past, in seven to Phoenix in 2006, in six to OKC, whenever that was, in seven to the Houston Rockets, whenever that was, but this is a different team. They are not led by Chris Paul. Chris Paul, you'll see him on TV during the during the State Farm commercials with Jake from State Farm and the and Alfonso Ribeiro throwing things at planters. He's great. Not jumping out of windows. He's funny. But Chris Paul's out. Blake Griffin, out. DeAndre Jordan, out. Our big three 
are all still active in the NBA, except for they're out. They're gone fishing. They ain't welcome in Disney World because Kawhi Leonard is. Kawhi Leonard, the winningest player in NBA history, is now 11 away from being the only guy with three potential NBA Finals MVPs, three different teams. Here we go. I mean, get excited it's all i can't wait for tomorrow because is la la written in the stars or will houston steal their thunder like they stole oklahoma cities i cannot wait i am addicted to bubble basketball in years past i only watched clippers playoff basketball sure and then when we were eliminated you know whatever but now i'm watching all of nba playoff basketball because of the potential matchups for these guys who just keep winning and keep moving forward hank yeah, buddy. I mean, it, we're, we look very strong. Um, I, I definitely think at this point it's about us getting as well as possible to see what happens out of this series. But, oh, you know, that makes me so nervous, Purvis, to start talking about the next series when we're still in this one. <laughs> can we, just can makes... we talk about it when we're up 2-0? Can we talk about it when we're up 2-0, Hank? What if Maybe, we blow them out again? But, can, but then you, can we but talk just about remind it? Me, just remind me, have the Clippers... As a Clipper, as in, in California, as a franchise, have the Clippers ever made it to the conference final have they ever won they, the second round <laughs> they never have sir. okay so they never have so you they know never have but listen is it difficult oh for, me for to, 50 i know is it difficult for me to believe that seeing what we have in front of us even that they weren't tired again i'll say that again i think we had denver's number no matter what i was shocked that they fell apart when they fell apart so early, so early. in the game uh but also I don't know, man. We beat the Mavs like that, too. We handily finished the series versus the Mavs. That is, like, what we have become. We have what what started the season. We didn't need to be as physical with this team like we had to versus Dallas, if that makes sense. We it didn't does. need to it put does. bodies on them. And no, maybe that's does. just this matchup. And maybe we have to put bodies on whoever we play next. And maybe we have to put bodies on them in games two through four. But we certainly didn't have to tonight. Mook did not have to enforce. He got to kiss his baby on a loop on television. I saw 25 baby kisses and adorable tummy cuddles at one point. Didn't they cut over to Marcus Morris, who said, who's a big boy, and gave his son a Zerbit on live television? Oh, didn't I didn't I see, see that. that, Hank? I didn't see that. But listen, <laughs> you, I, I you may have gone to the bathroom during that part. I want to point something out. It's very easy to imagine. How many times have we yes. had NBA playoffs where you feel like you're watching the Western Conference Finals or the Eastern Conference Finals and you're thinking, this really should be the finals. The finals is going to be boring because you could already tell who was going to win. Just because we played the Mavs first and the Nuggets second doesn't mean that the Nuggets are better than the Mavs. And the truth is mm, fair enough. Uh, they, they don't have the Mavs star on their roster, as it turns out. No. They, don't, they are not the most efficient offensive team in the league. No, are they? No, they're not. So, no, so that no, is not. something that the Mavs. Joker is very them. good. Joker the, is real jo good. But Joker he's one guy. is he's real one guy. good, but he's not. Jamal Luka Murray Doncic. apparently is very good. We haven't seen it. We haven't he's seen not Jamal Murray be good yet. So we'll see. But my and question also, Pat again, Beverly defending Jamal Murray is going to be very much oh, more effective yeah. than whoever was defending him on whoever they just beat. I mean, we saw Pat Beverly literally defend a guy with his head, just knocked his head into a guy and picked up a foul. Just like Doc Rivers says about Pat Beverly, every foul that he commits, he earns. He put a head body. He headbutted a dude's body with his head tonight. Pat Beverly is going to knock Jamal Murray out. 
And then Mook hadn't had to be the enforcer tonight. He got to go do little silly kisses with his big boy chubbykins on big boy TV. So we saw that on a loop, Hank. But we didn't have to put bodies on guys. And Pat Beverly, so nasty. We're going to see him all series, obviously. We're going to see him maybe with minute restrictions in this series. But hopefully... And I know I'm looking forward, but hopefully these minute restrictions aren't going to last too long. And he's getting right, and he is right, and we're going to see him knock these guys out. Yeah, I mean, Woo! well, you you don't have out. to you don't have to put bodies on guys when you keep the ball moving. You know, when you keep mm-hmm. the ball moving True. and you're passing True. out, and 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 you've got guys who are hitting the three, then you just don't have to do it. And again, my question becomes: If these guys were so wiped out from their seven-game series playing every other day, which they were, and of course they were at seven games over two weeks is a they lot. They had to win games. three in a row. They were down one three. They had to win but three it, in a row, and they but did. But it's not. It's not like they played yesterday. And so they're exhausted from a back-to-back, and now with an extra day of rest, they'll be well. They're going to be playing every other game, so this should be an interesting, this should be an interesting facet of these playoffs. Like this should be very interesting. If you can't finish out your opponent in less right. than seven Which is what games, we always saw in the Clippers playoffs past. We couldn't get it done in less than seven, except for 2006 and now 2020. Six days ago, we saw it done in six. Yeah, and Here so we, we were, go. And so we were always tired. Organization, Hank. Yeah, so we're always, gonna, we, we so know where these guys have been. So we know be, we lived it. It's going to be a part. You know, that's of an this interesting scenario. point, Hank. Remember when we went to seven versus Memphis? Yeah, our first year with the big yeah. three, and then the Spurs swept us. Is that what's going to happen? Are we the Spurs now? And we're just going to sweep these guys who just came in exhausted having to go to seven. Or are we going to be like Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook's Thunder who manhandled us in six with some costly late-game turnovers from Chris Paul who was exhausted, who needed seven again to get past the Spurs or the Warriors. or The Warriors, excuse me. Or are we going to be like the Houston Rockets who beat us in seven. I don't see that happening. I really see us winning in four or five. I just think we're the better team. We remind us of our opponents many, many moons ago when it took us seven to get through one, just like it took these Nuggets seven to get through one. We look like that Spurs championship caliber team who just took care of business. That team way back in the day, Clippers had a lead in game three at home after being down 0-2, but then they pissed it away, and they lost, and they got swept. So maybe the Nuggets, maybe they'll get a lead at a halftime, a big lead. But I just like these Clippers, man. This is a different era. This is a real offense, a true defense. We are just so both sides of the court, two-way player-filled team of tomorrow today. It is happening, Hank. It is well, that, happening, listen, Hank. Chris, that is actually the answer to your question. The answer to your question is all those versions and incarnations of the Clippers you're talking about. And I am you're not going to trick me into making a call that we're going to sweep these guys. I, I, I'm I'm not making that call. I'm not going to throw that I'm, out there. I'm recording but, from the broom closet because I'm trying to pick my right broom out. But I'm please, in the broom closet right now. But please, uh, the difference please. between those Clippers and these Clippers is that we had to play Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan until their wheels fell off. And that is not our situation here. We don't have to play these guys crazy minutes. We don't have to wear them down to the bone. And my point was actually a little bit more about the entire playoff structure is that we are going to see here, I think, 
even more so than previous years, we are going because no one's going home and sleeping in their bed. Everybody's in this mm. neutral territory, but everybody's playing every other game. And so every mm -hmm. team's going to need to get out of this. And every series that goes till seven is going to put the next that the, the winner of that series at an immediate disadvantage, even more so, I believe, in other playoffs. So, you know, we're going to see how it plays out, but I certainly like us coming out with a win. I was surprised it was a blowout. This was an even bigger blowout than the 23-point score differential indicates. It, it's a bigger blowout than that. We killed them. We killed them. We crushed them. Yeah. We, we put our foot on their throats, and we then we put our other foot on their throat. We just annihilated them. We strangled them. We grilled them. We killed them. We ate them. We put we put uh, some side dishes out. We ate the side dishes. And then we ate the nuggets. We crushed them. And here we go. I'm so excited to see, is the similar thing going to happen? Rockets, L word? I don't know. Are the Rockets going to be out of gas? Or are they a little bit quicker, better shooters? Mike D'Antoni, offense, 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 offense. Very different team than the Denver Nuggets. Because now it's crazy, Hank. I'm so interested in that series because I know we're playing who wins. We never I did am that. Fascinated We've never done that. We never did that. We've we never, never did it. Believed. We never did it. We've never believed no. for one second going into a second round that we that it was worth tracking the other opponent. And I, I will be sure that's a really good point. Now the, the other good thing to think about is that um, they the Rockets won with James Harden shooting terribly. He played great defense. He had two great right. heads up plays there. That plays that, the that block. Yeah. And then on top of that, that sick. on top of that, when they tried to then the same shooter tried to bounce the ball off of him to go out of bounds, and he jumped up in the air and leapfrogged the ball Woo! so it didn't touch him. But but the Amazing. truth is, he shot terribly. And my belief is that James Harden won't continue to shoot terribly going into the next series until the next Game no. 7 because he tends to wither in Game 7s. So, sure, because he's got I no still, gas left in the tank. I still think it's the Lakers uh, series to to lose. That I think they are the favorites to go through that series. Um, so, you know, it'd be great if they got tired out. It'd be great if the Clippers won this in short order and got to keep resting our guys. But after a, after a season where we only had 13 games where everybody was healthy to have everybody on the court, including our sweet, sweet Pat Beverly, um, it was thrilling. <laughs> and to know that we don't have to lean on him. To know that if he if he woke up tomorrow and said, "Hey, I'm a little stiff," they could say, "Well, great, you're you know you're down again." We just don't need right. him desperately yet. He looked good. He looked good. He didn't look like he got banged up. He didn't look like he had any sort of hitch in his giddy up. I'll tell you something. We've never played the L word ever in the playoffs ever in franchise history. We have played the Nuggets and we beat them before. We have played the Houston Rockets and lost. And then, of course, we've never played an Eastern Conference team in the playoffs ever because we've never gotten to the finals. So here we are, the Elite Eight. We have a little bit of history versus Denver Nuggets, and it works out in our favor. We have a little bit of history with Houston, who still has to get over Goliath with their Davy-like shooting. Gosh, Davy, not that Davy at Goliath. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we have no history except for that cross-town hatred with the L word, certainly in the postseason. We all know many, many moons ago in 06, they could have beat Phoenix and played us in round two. But no, Phoenix beat the L word in seven, and then Phoenix beat 
us in seven many, many moons ago. But I'm so fascinated by the legacy that this team is creating right now. How long can it last? Who will stay? Who will Steve Ballmer reach deep into his pockets and keep? And you and I talked about many, many moons ago on this episode about Montrezl Harrell being in a contract year. Lou Williams could make a lot more money on another team, but he takes less money to play here where he's happiest, and he agrees to a very team-friendly deal. You might see that from Montrez Harrell, who is very happy here. Doc Rivers makes his players feel very appreciated, more so than any other coach. So I argue to anyone who thinks, well, Trez is out for max dollars. I don't know, man. I think Trez is happy here, and the Clippers can make him a big offer for three, four, five years that makes him a very wealthy and happy man. And yeah, maybe he can make more money going elsewhere, but why leave something that's working? So Montrez, Lou, and Pat, this is their squad. Oh, and by the way, they just added the greatest player in basketball, Kawhi Leonard, and the very solid number two option, PG-13. These junkyard dogs are deep. They are well-coached. They are well-rested. They are, well, the better team. So here we go, folks. Here we go. The Clippers can dig deep in their well because they're the deepest team in the bubble. What a great game one. What a great series one. Here we are in series two. And I always used to say, oh, man, every moment in the playoffs, you should just be grateful, Clipper Nation, because of all the years where we wouldn't get there. Sure. I doubled down. I doubled down on that for round two, Hank. We've never. We have. We've only seen round two four times in our twenty years of fandom. So I revel in every moment that goes from this day forward in these NBA playoffs. Well, listen. I, you you really went off on a tangent there, but just to answer what you said about Montrez, that the other thing to keep in mind with regards to his contract negotiation is with Zubats becoming our primary big and really coming into his own, there is a little bit of an argument coming from the Clippers to say to Montrez, look, man, you're not our starting center. This is our starting big. We were really relying on Montrez much more last season and even early in this season. So maybe there is some sure. argument. In and the you regular do, season. You, you know, you there is that belief, uh, and maybe oh it's gosh, starting to become man. more you outdated. Really think, maybe you really the, think Mr. Montrez Harrell, first of all, is going to win sixth man of the year this year. There yeah, I said it. He's going to beat Lou Williams. No, I and, I, I, and you're sitting there going, oh, well, maybe he's going to go be a starting center somewhere else. I, I say, say no, sir. I and I, and I think you went off on a tangent, sir. How about that? How about that, says I point counterpoint. The toot toot. And I retort with a toot toot as well. Ah! <laughs> toot toot. Are you done? She's <laughs> <Jeez>, the <Louise. laughs> Toot, toot. I'm just gonna. Sorry, I'm yeah, just gonna let you. I'm now just gonna I'm let you wrap up the show because you're both making arguments and then arguing against them and not letting me finish. How dare you? How dare you? Jeez, you Louise. think Trez? You think Trez has his bags packed for Christ's sake? Never you said Trez has got his foot out the door for Christ's sake. Man, this has become <laughs> this has become my least favorite part of the podcast is you hearing me say five words and then assuming what I'm saying and then fighting me with with me about it. I was actually about to say that in the NBA these days. The feeling of like, yeah, but I'm doing great, but I want to go be a star somewhere is no longer prevalent. I actually oh. believe that a Draymond Green three, five uh -huh. to ten years ago in the league would have left the Golden State Warriors to go be a star. I believe that Klay oh. Thompson would have left the Golden State Warriors ten years ago to go be the leader because he felt like he was in the shadow. And now, partially sure. because of the Golden State Warriors... 
players are more interested in Jerry West being a part Jerry of a team, winning a championship, and trying to push oh, yeah. through and being a part of something really special. So I could really see Montrez Harrell sticking around, staying, winning that six man, and going on to being a part of something really exciting. And Zubots being our primary only helps that because there isn't some feeling of like, well, I could go be the the number one guy. You you need me, so you have to pay me max dollars. Now there's some argument of hey, you know what, man? We, you're our backup, so this is what we can afford, but we want you to stay and win more rings. I think I think number of rings and quality of life is very important to these guys. That's my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely. NBA beachfront property is what Steve Ballmer calls the L.A. Clippers, and he's absolutely right. And one could argue that Draymond Green wouldn't be a star on another team, but he is a star because he was on a championship team. And that's what a lot of these guys are about to be for the first times in their careers is bona fide superstars on a bona fide superstar championship team. Well, certainly that's the goal, Hank. Well, I unfortunately have to just bring this toot-toot steamboat back into harbor as we are well past minute 48 Congratulations, Clipper Nation. Congratulations, Burbank Hank, for being up 1-0 in round two, something that Kawhi, I believe, wasn't last year. I certainly know that he fell 0-2 in the Eastern Conference Finals. I know it took him to seven to beat Ty Lue's 76ers last year in round two. I don't think Kawhi's going to need seven to get past these Denver Nuggets, but time will tell. Will we dust off our brooms and sweep these bums, or will it be interesting in one of these deep five-game series? That's what I think, four or five. And after tonight, Hank, you got to feel good. All right, so, Hank, if you will, please wrap up the show with a ceremonial playoff W horn. And honestly, like, we don't want you to do one of your classic toot-toots. We just need the horn to bring the show to a close, please. Please, no toots. Toot-toot. No. <laughs> 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 <laughs>